you kidding me? Who said that you're allowed to be this freaking cute? Welcome to Love and Money, the internet television show of Prosperity ULLC, where we discuss what's happening, what's happening to us, and what can we do about it. Now available on Spotify. Be sure to click the links in the description for all other channels and playlists. And if you appreciate the show, go ahead and show it in Cash App at dollar sign Prosperity ULLC. Join Kev Prosper as he beats up the bad guys, slays the dragon, and saves the princess. Prosperity Gaming is the new channel of Prosperity ULLC. Watch, follow, subscribe to Prosperity Gaming with Kev Prosper. Watch this 10-minute video. Um, you may wonder how is it relevant to the topic that I'll talk about afterwards. Um, but you can tie it together. I just want you to pay attention and just catch this. I think it's, it's a very good watch. It's very insightful as to the plight of our community. So sit tight. Bear through it. And let and then it's 10 minutes. You can do it. Just bear through it. And then let me get to my commentary afterwards. Boomer grandmothers did us in black folks. If you want to save the community, I want you to think about this. I got to set the clip up. Um, a lot of what you hear modern women, modern women talk about has been fed to them by their boomer grandmother or their old grandmother before that. Right. A lot of the things that you think modern women believe they came up with came directly from their grandmother, especially if you're Generation X, okay? And so your grandmother went through some struggles, some strifes, some not understanding they wanted to be free. They wanted to be out here hoeing. They wanted to be out here earning their own money. They wanted to have careers. They wanted to have education. Much of the modern woman's ideas did not come from you know, we talk about the, the, the early white liberal feminists, what we were going to talk about. It didn't necessarily come from them. Some of it did. That influence came from them. But your grandmother told your mother and your her mother told her daughter to not listen to your ass. Big mama. Big mama who smiled in your face, cooking collard greens and shit, making sandwiches for you. When you weren't listening, your grandmother pulled all the women into the kitchen. And she held court while you were outside, while you were watching Michael Jordan versus Isaiah Thomas, when you were out there watching LeBron versus Paul Pierce, right? Your grandmother held court, brought all the women in. Now, ladies, let me tell you something. Don't put up with these ninjas. Don't put up with them. Don't do nothing. Don't listen with what they say. These ninjas no good. Then your shuffling ass grandfathers came in. Shuffling ass grandfather. Father tried to tell Big Mama what to do. And Big Mama said, okay. Then grandfather left, went back out the porch. Don't listen with these ninjas. You don't want to be like me. You don't want to be like me. 
Now I'm in here stuck eating these, making these collard greens. When I could be out here, I could have had a job. I was smart. I could have actually helped NASA get the rocket back from Houston. I could have been one of the three uh, public figures, whatever the name of the women are. I could have been one of them. I was good at mathematics. Now listen to this. This woman's going to confirm it. Watch this old Generation X, old boomer grandma, talk about how she raised her daughters. All right, uh, let's go ahead and roll the film. Let me see if I got it marked up here. Let me see if I got it marked up. All right, here we do. I got it marked up. Here we go. Do you think that women should be raising their daughters to be with the man or to be wives? Let me say that. Now, this is one of these clips I complain about. Why put the music on the back of this shit? I hate this. Goddamn music. All right, but I'm going to have to get a copyright over this. All right, but here come Big Mama right here. There she is. There she is. There go Big Mama hitting figures as Big Mama. Here it comes with all the hate. The vitriol, the despising of men. She's lived centuries. She's lived decades hating men. All right. She couldn't wear weave and eyelashes. She wanted to be a flapper. She wanted to be out in these streets, but she was out there collecting welfare checks and, 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 and child support for 30 years. She was out there getting impregnated, having 11 kids by four men already down in the deep, deep, deep south in Alabama. She hate men. She hate everything about men. And she fed her daughters and her granddaughters to not listen to y'all ninjas. So this did not start with modern women. This started with y'all's grandmamas, man. Let's listen. I, you know, you went to school in a predominantly white community. The music's killing this, but go ahead and read the subtitles too. And I actually heard... Um, some white folks say that they were raising their children to go to school and to find a husband. Let me stop because this damn music. She says, um, I heard white folks. How did she hear white folks, y'all? Now, let's just put this in proper historical perspective. How did she hear white folks tell their kids to go to school and find a husband? To go to SMU, TCU, Alabama, Tuscaloosa, right uh notre dame these women were educated but they told their white daughters to go to school find a husband which uh um uh kevin samuels talked about this but he didn't make it up which would be the um mrs program right women went to job education and jobs early on to find their husbands now feminism ruined it saying that you can't date on the job sexual harassment and dating at school white men are predators you know what i mean like they completely screwed it up where did she hear white folks? Yep, Takeem had said it. Where did she hear white folks saying this shit? When she was cleaning their house. She was the help. She was a home-ass cleaner ass before Rosalinda came across the border. These were the house cleaners. These were the nannies. And they've been nannies for 150, 400 years. All up in the white per person's house, smiling, sniggling, showing teeth, all of that stuff. Niggas always gotta show they but the MRS degree idea has been around for a long time. Okay, nobody in the red pill space came up with that. That has been a thing. When white women went to college, primarily they went to go look for a husband. When they went to work in their first four years, they were looking for husbands. Most of your grandparents met at a job. 
but she was fried. Yep, she was making sandwiches, smiling, shooking. Oh, my, and they calling you an Uncle Tom. The big, some of the biggest Uncle Toms and Mammies and Sapphires have been these women right here. These women. And they came back. The Sapphire always challenged the man, typically the black man, by saying, hey, I'm exposed to a world you're not exposed to. This happens in corporate America, too. Like, I'm in the help. I'm in the white folks' house. And then she comes back to your shuffling ass, and you hooked on E&J, and you hooked on Crown Royal, and you playing, uh, uh, you shooting dice in the corner, and you going to the juke joint. And she thinks you're a nobody because she's seeing the upper crust. And she comes back and see you, and she sapphires you. And she's like, oh, look at you. You no good, ninja. You ain't going nowhere. I'm going, there. I'm going places you ain't going. This happens also in corporations. Women get the quota. Black women, particularly minority women, men don't. Men have to blue-collar their way. She's seeing the upper crust. The white boss is telling her, hey, you a good woman. You a good employee. Uh, can you warm my bed? Can I touch you? Can I sexually harass you? Oh, I'm just joking. And she touches this two-inch peen, and then she does, and then she sees the upper crust, and then she comes back to you, and you blue-collaring. You got your wrench. You just a wrenching. Oh, you no good shuffling ninja. You ain't no good. I got a degree. I'm educated. I got... Right here, bro. This is it. It is not modern women. These women were the saboteurs. Right here. Saboteurs. <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's continue. Here we go. And to uh, find the, the, the best one suitor that they could find, whether it be an athlete, whatever. And I thought that was so fucked up. I really did. I thought that was just so fucked up. But some because people would say that's what's wrong with the black community. We aren't raising our children. I'm raising my children. To be mates to each other. That I'm, I don't, I have no problem with you being a mate, but I'm not raising you to go find, go find a man in college so that you can get married and become his wife or his, his whatever. So there it is. She gave it away. There she gave it away. This woman hates men. This woman works at the DMV now, and she tells you what you can't do with your paperwork, all right? This woman hates men. Listen, she says she raised the women opposite. I don't want the white, I don't want what the white people told their daughters to do, to go get married. I raised my daughter to not want a man, to go for, here it is, there it is. I don't want my daughter to go to school and find a man. I don't want her to go to work and find a man. She the high school love high school lunch lady. This woman, she mad as hell. Here we go. I'm raising you to be a very productive individual to where you can compete in this world to be a successful person. Hey, modern hey guys, when you be like these modern women tripping, look at this right here. This was the original saboteur. This was the original person that was sold the bill of goods. Told to dominate the welfare man. Told that you were going to freak. The feminism, the white liberal feminists used this woman, right? To do the things that they wouldn't not, not even do in their community, right? And this person took a hook, line, and sinker. Told the modern women these things or told their, your, their mothers these things that their mothers passed this on to them. Necessary raising you to be somebody's wife, being successful. Now, I'm not saying... Being somebody's wife is not successful. I'm saying raising you to think that that's all life has to offer you is fucked up. There you go right there, guys. Um, if you ever want to know where it got uh, let off, yo nana, yo big mama. All right, she was the one that kicked that shit off. 
told all of your girl and guys the, the modern women today don't realize this either because they never really had these talks with their big mama as well their mothers told them exactly what big mama told right and so you wonder how the community is going to get together aka the community you got to do a lot of programming uh deprogramming because this is a generational thing it is overlapped four generations four generations and there's a lot at play there's a lot of plantation politics at play and this isn't just the black community now this does extend to all communities in america right Yo, Pierre, hey come if you see something time. share something don't be afraid share this episode subscribe like and share thank you So, you know, I'm the authority on all authorities, right? Um, so that means I can speak on anything. <laughs> Especially if it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> but, um, so I want to talk about how being, uh, being a single mother drops your value. Or your sexual marketplace value. Um, what does this have to do with me? Well, I'm a man, right? I'm a man. I'm a heterosexual man. I date women. Um, and it, it now, does it sound unfair? Well, dang, just because I have a kid, I have less value? Yes, it, 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 it's very unfair. Uh, but is it natural? Yes, it is very natural. And um, as much as you don't want to hear it, as much as you want to roll your eyes and tap and swipe away and press the red X in the right corner, in the top right corner of your screen, um, I want to I want to break it down so it can forever and consistently be broke. All right. Um, what is this? So so why is it natural for a woman's sexual marketplace value to drop? once um, she's had a child out of wedlock, right? Um, first of all, what is your sexual marketplace value? Um, sexual marketplace value, uh, and now you could research this. Uh, I think, I wouldn't say Kevin Samuels coined the term, but he popularized it. Um, but when you really make sense of it, yes, there is a, everything has a market. There's a market everywhere someone is always buying and selling there's always some sort of trade and commerce going on um to some degree and to some level in 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 various uh communities and industries and classes so to speak and so um your sexual marketplace value when you're dating you're seeking a sexual suitor um and this is for the sake of reproduction so that our species can survive right and so um, some people are better suitors to others than others. You know, um, you have two chicks and one guy. The guy may like might like this girl. He may be more attracted to this girl than he is the other girl. Um, but then another guy might come along and find that gr that girl that was previously unattractive. He might find her attractive. Um, uh, some people may find you attractive for certain, for different purposes and different reasons. Um, you may be attractive enough for this level uh, or for this, but you may not be attractive enough for that to, to another person. So it's a market. It's a market. It has certain um, sectors and indexes and tiers, um, you know, 
but it's nonetheless it is a market and in in every market um you have every commodity has a particular value um and every every stock has a particular value and so in the dating market every person in the dating market has a particular value um and so let, so so let's talk about let's break down the unfairness of how a woman can have a child and her value drops but a man can have a child and his value doesn't um so i want to look at it from a biological natural aspect uh, or or evolutionary bi- biological evolutionary uh, 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 from a theory of evolutionary uh biology right um Men were typically built for polygamy, whereas women were built for monogamy. Um, as as animals, as human animals, um, we are emotionally monogamous yet uh, sexually promiscuous, by just by nature. You know, because once again, that's how our species survives, right? Um, but um, I I remember I saw a, a, a reel on this, a little clip on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, where um, a continental African woman, she was breaking down how, you know, men are naturally polygamous. Um, When you look at the biology, uh, you know, a man produces 120 million sperm a day. I don't know if I (laughs) produce... You know how big my balls would be if I produced that much sperm? (laughs) Ah, never mind, never mind. Um, Anyway... (laughs) But, you know, uh, men produce millions of sperm daily um, and women produce one egg a month. You know what I mean? (laughs) So at that rate, how can a woman's body keep up with a man's sexually? You know what I mean? You're you're out for a week. Then if you get knocked up, you're out for nine months. I mean, you can still have sex, but you can't reproduce anymore because you're already in the process of reproducing, right? And and then after that, you know, you reach a certain age and now your eggs don't produce anymore. You know what I'm saying? Your body pauses, right? And so, and then you go through all sorts of uh, physiological changes. So, um, but yet a man uh, by nature can continually reproduce um, throughout his life. You know what I mean? Um, he can, you know, into his... Uh, uh, up until his deathbed, you know, he can con- constantly produce children. You know what I mean? So with these kind of built-in mechanisms, how can you expect a man to just want to just sit down when that woman wants to sit down, when his body isn't wired that way? It's, you, you just got to be realistic. Um, so, so, and f- so for that reason, that's why men... Um, there are less men and they're more, they're more expendable. Men go to war. Um, they're, they're popu- um, statistically, uh, population-wise, there are less men pop- in, the, in the population, in the world population, right? Um, because you don't need a whole bunch of men to impregnate a whole bunch of women, biologically. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, so you can... <laughs> this is going to sound... <laughs> So biologically, men, God designed men to be hoes. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. But that is the that is the biology. That is the the um, evolutionary biology behind it. And so, uh, and, and so you know, it's you know, with men having to hunt, 
and protect and provide, you know, because they can't sit. They don't they're not uh, physically capable of sitting out for nine months and bearing a child. Right. It's, it's hard to hunt when you have a belly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's hard to hunt when you're on your period. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, the man has to. So you can't be nurturing and, and warm and, and compassionate and emotionally sensitive when you have to hunt and go to war, you know? Um, so men aren't typically wired that way. Um, men are very terrible. And because of that, because men have to protect and provide for their family, they have to be, they're wired, they're biologically wired to be uh, territorial, you know, because they have to protect and provide for their family. So, um, so because of that territorialness, um, so to speak, um, a man can only be concerned with children that he knows are his, you know, he has, he can only be concerned with children that he knows are, are his. And while he's protecting and providing for his women, for his woman or women, you know, as a plural, you know, and for the women and children, um, any other man coming into his home or his tribe, or his community, or his country, is an intruder. It's an enemy. It's 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 an it's an op, right? And so that man intruding into his home, into his his place of provision, you know, um, he's intruding into his home. Not only is he intruding into his home, his his tribe, or so on and so on and so forth, he's intruding into his woman. Hmm. This is why cheating um, hits hurts men harder. Hits men harder, you know. Um, everyone remember. Everyone talks about that meme where the uh, the man was like, "I I banged a hundred chicks," and the woman was like, "I went on a date," and he was tore up. <laughs> uh, it's the same. Um, it's the same logic, you know. This uh, there is a man intruding into my household. Um, he's banging my wife. He's banging my woman or one of my women, right? I'm, I'm supposed to be protecting and providing in for them, and now I'm not. Now my manhood is hurt. You know, my evolutionary biology is telling me that, you know, I'm, is making my spidey senses tingle. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and so when a ma- so now you fast forward the, from the caveman days to now our modern civilization, you know, uh, a man meets a woman and his 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 uh, paternal instincts kick in and he says, oh, I want to protect. I'm in love with you. I want to protect and provide for you. And he goes and then wait, wait, wait a minute. She has a, a, a package deal coming in. Wait, wait, what, what's this? Wait, you have you have a child. Eh, 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 eh. The alarm automatically goes off. The, the evolutionary biological alarm automatically goes off because immediately that man subconsciously is thinking he's not he's not seeing another child he's seeing another man because this is a testament of the fact that she had sex with another man because obviously she has a child so that man evolutionary wise is seeing another man in that child boy or girl don't matter you know he knows that somewhere in the periphery in the <laughs> in the deep dark corners of the earth there is <laughs> there is another man lingering around this woman 
simply because she had a child. You see how you, you, you see how I how I painted this picture for you? And when I put you in a man's shoes <laughs> from a evolutionary biological perspective, from a primal perspective. You know? And um and so this is what a man sees when he sees a woman with a child. Now, in generations past, um, it was always considered noble. Stepfatherhood was always considered to be noble for another man to, to come in and um, rear a child that isn't his, right? That's, that was considered to be noble. Um, and, it, it, and it was, but most of those circumstances and situations were under circumstances where the woman was, was more than likely widowed or... Uh, the man was a true blue deadbeat. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's not like nowadays. Nowadays, people are doing things very, very messily, if that's a word, <laughs> and just very all over the place. You know, um, women are are cool. Women are cool with being single mothers. They're cool with having multiple children by multiple men. Um, they're cool with. Being with a man for um, decades, I mean, years up to over a decade and never marrying, you know, um, and and that man not being there, the, not having any children with that man, but just being with him just to be with him for whatever reason, you know, like, like I, the, as I'm recording this, it's very, very out of whack as compared to back into back in those days when people were a little more structured. So with all of that structure, yes, it would be more noble for a man to come in. And typically that man would have women, would have more children with that woman on top of the children that she already has. Um, and, and, and it would be a true, true blue case. Whereas the mother, was, it was typically when the mother was widowed. Um, it wasn't until she got widowed where she would um, bring in a stepfather or, or, or remarry, as they would say. You know what I mean? So uh, you could throw that argument out the window. <laughs> uh, so, so, so you know, uh, but yes, so stepfatherhood back then was considered noble. But in this day and age, um, with all of these, with, with all of this uh, uh, looseness going on and this messiness going on, um, men are wising up and realizing that, um, you know, uh, stepfatherhood is more suckerhood than it is noblehood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 nah, nah, you, you, you kind of being a cuck, a cuckold, uh, um, by stepping into this situation, you might want to, you know what I'm saying? Fall back. And a lot of that is due to, uh, a man, uh, um, waking up to their evolutionary biology and honoring that spidey sense that has been tingling that tingles in the back of their head whenever they see that woman, whenever they see a woman they're attracted to, but realizing she has a child and having to debate whether they want to take on this package deal that they'd never asked for in the first place. Ooh. Now, how is it now? Now, how is it unfair, right? Um, how is it unfair? Let's flip the coin and let's uh, um, to a man with children, um, much like myself, right? A man with children and then a woman, let's say a woman meets a man with, with children and she has no children of her own, right? Um, should, should, or, should or should she not be involved? 
Me, in my personal, humble, personal, 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 humble opinion, um, a man cannot be a stepfather for the reasons I previously explained, right? Um, a stepfather doesn't exist. It's just, anyway, I'm not going to put any more of my opinion on that. A man cannot be a stepfather. And, I, and I'm speaking firsthand. I tried, I tried to do that thing. It didn't work. Um, I, and because of my evolutionary biology, I realized it didn't work. Um, a man can't be a stepfather. A woman can be a stepmother all day long. Because when you think about it, what's a woman's job in the home? You know, she takes care of the home and then she nurtures, um, she nurtures the kids and she teaches them emotional intelligence, right? Because women are naturally emotionally sensitive, right? Emotion or are naturally empathetic. So she teaches the children emotional intelligence, right? The kid bumps his, um, bumps and bruises himself. He starts crying. Mommy says, oh, oh no, it'll be okay. And daddy says, get up, get back out there and play, right? This is the kind of balance that a child needs, right? Um... And so, 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 you know, in, in that aspect, where, it, where the, that kind of energy that a woman provides, um, you know, can be, can, doesn't pose a threat to the home. Whereas the protection and provision, you know, if, if the biological father says, hey, I am here to protect and provide for my child, right? And then, um, and then he says, you know what, I'm, I'm leaving, Right. Um, and then another. And, and so now the child is, you know, he, he cleaves to that biological parent and then that biological parent is gone. And then a, and then a quote unquote stepfather tries to come in. Now he has one. He has to respect the mom and then he has to respect the child. And then he has to res- respect the child on behalf of that biological father who's not in the picture. Because at the end of the day, it's still not it's not his child. You know what I mean? Uh, um, so he, like, he has no jurisdiction almost. He's coming into a country that is not his and told to be president and, and being, he's being called president in in a country that's not his, you know, how does that work? How are you supposed to be a man in a house where mama has the last say so? How are you supposed to discipline children that you can't whoop? Why would a man want to do that? So, yes, it's fair for a woman to walk into a household where a man already has kids and just be a stepmother all day long. It's very, it's very fair for a woman to do that. But on the flip side of that coin, a man cannot do that. A man cannot be a man, a, a, uh, a man cannot be a man in that kind of situation. A man cannot be a man in a house where mama has the last say so and he can't whip the kids. When they need, when they need it, when they need it, when it, when it's necessary um, for disciplinary and rearing purposes, you know what I'm saying? You can't be a man in a situation like that. And, and so, so yes, it's it's very fair. Um, but on the surface, you know, that's not the always the first thing that comes to mind. You know, people think that people want to think very unilaterally um, when it comes to gender and dating, right? Well, you can you if you you can do it, I can do it too. Not everything works that way. Not everything works that way. And um, and I know it's sad that it doesn't, but it it provides great balance and it makes perfect sense when you think of it from a biological perspective. You know, um, 
And then, so now think of the fairness it is to a man, um, because let, let, for, let's also uh, I, let's also put this on top of it. Children are a burden, you know. So, so I talked about the evolutionary biological alarm that goes off in a man's head when he sees another man's child with a woman that he's attracted to, right? But let's 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 take that off the table. Let's just think of a child. Period. Uh, it's a man's duty to provide and to protect, right? But why would he want to do that for 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 a child that he didn't produce? You know, like like what trophy, what 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 uh, gold, what gold medal and honor and and you know accolade is he gonna receive for taking care of a child that isn't his? And especially in a system where if he marries that woman. At just any blow of the wind, any direction of the wind, she can just wake up and feel away and file for divorce, and he's screwed. So now that he's being, he's being screwed both ways. He's being screwed in a divorce, and then he's being screwed for investing in a child that he never produced in the first place. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's very disadvantageous. It's very disadvantageous and counterintuitive for a man to put himself in this position. But if you just want to think literally, oh, if a woman can do it, he can do it too. If a man can do it, a woman can do it too. No, it doesn't work that way. That's not how biology works. A man is not going to put a child that's not his in his inheritance as a, or as a beneficiary in his life insurance. Like, <laughs> that's counterintuitive. You know what I'm saying? Why would he do that? If he would, if he does, it would be out of the kindness. It would be, oh, out of this, the kindness, kind of, the triple, quadruple, dipple kindness of his heart. You know what I mean? And then especially, um, men only want to, want to take care of, of the kids with a woman that he loves, right? That he produced. Men only want to produce with kids with a woman that they love. But men only want to take care of kids with a woman that they love because ultimately men treat the kids the way they feel about the mother. So if the kid isn't even his, how is he going to treat the kid? What kind of energy is he going to put into that kid? There's nothing like the energy I put into kids that are mine. A kid that isn't, there's things I'll, I'll let slide. I'll let go because I don't care. It's not my kid. I'm, I'm just going to be real. I may love the kid. I may bond with the kid. I may care for the kid, but it's not mine. And that'll always be in the back of my head. And that, and, and that energy will never be the same. You know what I mean? And so now you expect a man just meeting a woman to take on that package deal. You're gonna guilt him. You're gonna you're gonna uh, guilt trip him into into having to take care of that of a child that's not his. You're gonna make him look like the bad guy because he wants to be with this woman, but he doesn't want to be with that child. He has no obligation. You know what I'm saying? That's that's almost that's almost that's double jeopardy for him. Like I think anyone is wrong for guilting a man for not wanting to take care of a child that isn't his. But because we just naturally, instinctively have have sympathy for children, we, we are, are instinctively we want to say, "Oh, he's such a bad, bad man." No, he's just doing what makes sense. You know, 
Um, so in closing, in closing, what should a woman do, right? Because of this unfair dynamic of evolutionary biology where a man, uh, a man instinctively does not want to take on a woman's package deal, whereas a woman can just walk into a household, any old household, and be a stepmother any day, right? What should a woman do with this kind of unfairness? Well, for one, what I always tell uh, my single mother girlfriends, uh, and or my single mother homegirls, I should say casually, um, what I always tell them is, wait till your child grows up for before you want to take a man seriously. I've said this before. Wait till that. Wait till that child grows up. Wait till that child reaches a point where he's less and less of a burden. I hate, I, I hate that word. I hate the burden word. It's so negatively connotated. But from a financial perspective, the word burden is is an objective word. It, it It's not good or bad. It just is. <laughs> so, if you can't overcome the stigma, I do apologize. But children are a burden. You know what I mean? So wait till that child reaches an age um, where they're less and less of a burden. And for the sake and safety of the children, do not blend, do not move, do not rush to move in, do not go moving the man in, you know what I'm saying, uh, um, just because you fell in love with him and he's in love with you, and it and he brings so much to the table and he takes care of so many bills, and so you should, it just, you just might as well move him in. No, 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 he can stay where he's at. Do not put the child through that. Anybody that comes into that home automatically affects the child. And because you're the woman in this in the matter, you're not naturally the protector and the provider in the situation. Even though, yes, on paper you protect and provide that for that child because you're the only one, you're the only adult caregiver there, yes, of course. But naturally, biologically, you're not the protector and the provider of that child. And that child will never, even though you do protect and provide for that child, that child will never look at you as their protector and their provider. Because simply because you're a woman, the child understands that you are my nurturer and my caregiver. You are not my protector and my provider. My father is supposed to do that. So when you bring a man into that household prematurely, you know what I mean? You're now skewing this kid's perception. Because here comes this man who's supposed to protect and provide, but he can't have the last say-so, and he can't whoop you. So how is that going to work? So yeah, that's my, that's, that's my advice. Don't blend. Don't move in. Wait till that child uh, uh, reaches of age, uh, of age where they become less of a burden, and um, enjoy, enjoy your space apart. Enjoy your space apart for the sake of the child. This um, this is a business. This is simply a business. Visit prosperunlimited.com and click travel to book your next vacation.
concludes our show remember to subscribe like and share and if you appreciate the show go ahead and show it in cash app at dollar sign prosperity ullc we would like to thank you for tuning into prosperity ullc and continue to invest in the brand